What is going on, folks? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema, and today I'm really excited about the guests that we have on the show today. First and foremost, we're joined by Mr. Tim Collins, the People's Champion, and he's been on this show uh, a numerous amount of times. Mr. Tim, how are you? Going good, Jonathan. Glad to be back, man. I think I actually self-proclaimed myself the People's Champ on your on your show one time, and then it just like totally stuck. But that's the way it happened with The Rock, so I'm good to go. <laughs> exactly. All you got to do now is just you know raise that's the right. eyebrow. That's right. I can't man. do it, but. Uh... <laughs> I, I just got to make myself my own little belt that I can hang over the shoulder during the show and we'll be good to go. That would be perfect. <laughs> and so I don't actually know his name. What's your name, by the way, Esoc? I know that you're using oh, uh, like my, my actual name. Well, I mean, whatever alias you want to use on the show. Uh, I use Esoc just because that's across the board, everything that I use uh, on everywhere, you know, YouTube, all the other things. So, yeah, yeah. Esoc's good. Yeah, Esoc's good. Esoc's got quite the following on TikTok. He's got the uh, he's around the 15k mark on TikTok. Mm -hmm. If you guys haven't checked him out yet, check him out on TikTok. He's got a lot of Thank cool you. content, a lot of thought provoking content, which I appreciate. <laughs> and he comes at things from a more complex angle than just what most people do today. <laughs> we won't get too much into that. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and also we have Mr. Danny O'Manny. I'm very excited to have him as a guest on the show. He's at almost 100K followers on TikTok. He puts out a lot of hilarious content. So do yourselves a favor. Check him out. What's up, Danny? How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on here, Jonathan. I appreciate it. And Esoc, I just gave you a follow. I just wanted to make, because I didn't know you were on TikTok. I just found you and I made sure I gave you a follow. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think I think I, I followed you. I, I believe so. Yeah. You guys cool. too, Tim, if you're, if you're on TikTok, I know that I follow. Yeah. Uh, I don't do John's the TikTok, man. He doesn't I get it. I get it. Get off my lawn, guy, man. You know, <laughs> he's yep. too old for that stuff, guys. <laughs> so today we are going to discuss Marvel's newest MCU Disney Plus show, Miss Marvel. <music> Initial thoughts. What did you guys think of this show? I think it kind of felt to me like Marvel was trying to do the kind of uh, teen storyline that we're familiar with, with so many of their other characters, probably the origin story that we didn't get to see in Spider-Man in the MCU, kind of a coming of age, learning your powers kind of thing. And it, it kind of started out well because of that, I think, but I, I think it kind of lost its way about halfway through, to be completely honest. I just was not a fan of it. I understand why some people might be, and I understand given the big ending, the big surprise at the end, that was something that I think everybody had been wanting to see for a long time, is just hearing the word mutation in the MCU. <laughs> Overall, I, I'd give it a C. I mean, it wasn't by, it by far wasn't the worst Disney Plus series that they put out. Uh, I liked it much better than Moon Knight, much better than What If. But against some of the other series, I just, it was not, it was not my favorite for sure. I liked it. I, I mean, I probably liked it just a little bit more. I, I mean, I like the style of, I like the way that it was shot. I like the editing. I like some of the background stuff. I like the way that they used a lot of the graphics and it was visually eye-catching. I like Miss Marvel. I haven't read an insane amount of her comic books. So I was a little frustrated that they did change her powers, but it didn't, it didn't ruin it for me. Um, honestly, I, you know, I, I, I tune in every episode there were times I was like, just, you know, there, you watch it and you know, it's part of the MCU. It's part of the bigger picture. And sometimes when you watch a show like that, you want to watch it so that you can stay in the loop. I liked it. I didn't, I wasn't in love with it. 
it wasn't my favorite. I liked it. I, I like Moon Knight a little bit more. Like you, Tim, you talked about liking it a little bit better than Moon Knight and What If. I probably was the opposite. I liked it a little. I like Moon Knight and What If just a little bit more. I think the episode that I connected with the most, honestly, was the the background story when she went kind of back in time, which I thought that was a little. I'll be honest, because I felt like with everything that happened in Endgame, how did that how did that translate over with her going back in time? Did that create something? So I don't, you know, there were some there left me with a few questions. But I liked that scene, like her great great grandmother and things like that. I don't know why, but that that was I thought that was a beautiful episode. I enjoyed that episode probably more than any other episode out of that whole show. So I I mean overall I liked it. You know I, I think it's weird that they're trying to make her a mutant when she was an Inhuman because then it's like okay are they bringing in the Inhumans because it's been rumored that Black Bolt is going to be in the Marvels. So then you know it just gets confusing. But I know that they're trying to throw it in there. But overall I wasn't like it it was enjoyable, but it wasn't my favorite thing I ever saw. So a couple key things that you mentioned there. It seems like like you said. It almost muddles everything even more and, and asks more questions than it answers. And I feel like that's what we've gotten a lot of thus far from phase four, you know, with the gin and uh, the clandestine and the alternate dimensions and things of that nature. Like there's a lot more questions now. And, you know, it seems like fewer questions were answered than fewer questions that were raised. So that's one big thing. Honestly, like it's not because the show was crap. But I think that it's my least favorite MCU Disney Plus, and that speaks more to the other shows as opposed to Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel started off really fun, like Tim said, and for me, like the middle episodes was just mostly like filler and like some things were rushed. I had issues with the main villain, like it's an elderly woman, you know, that's supposed to be intimidating. There were a lot of problems, honestly, like. The only saving grace about this show, in my opinion, was Iman Vellani. Her infectious personality. Marvel did a really good job finding her for this role because I think that she is literally perfect for it. Initially, whenever they first like showed pictures and videos of her, I was like, she seems like she's a little too young. And, you know, the Miss Marvel that I've seen in the comics looked a little bit more mature. But man, they really, really, really honestly nailed it. And on top of that, she's super young in real life. I think she's like 19. So uh, she's going to be able to play this role for a really, really long time in the MCU if they need that. The saving grace, like I said, was Amon Vellani. Loved her in the role, but the show itself just left a lot to be desired for me. Like I felt like we could have gotten more, I don't know, more something, <laughs> more something that was interesting. You know, the finale was fun. You know, it was cool that we got to see her in Biggin, you know, and get the big the right. big fist and the big feet and everything else but yeah that's kind of where i'm at with it what do you think isak so um my thoughts are really similar to yours in my review of the show i i gave it like a 3.5 to a 4 but i made sure to give like a separate category to miss marvel herself i gave her like an 8.5 because like yeah. uh like you said like she was great i think that her character herself, I think that they did it perfectly. I think that she, it's my favorite Miss Marvel that I've seen any adaptation of. I'm not a huge fan of her in the comics just because I haven't read a lot of her comics, but this show made me want to go back and read some more of her comics. I think, like you guys were saying about the clandestine, I think that they were just awful. Like, I, I think that they were, they're probably the worst villains in an MCU series we've seen since like Yellow Jacket, maybe. Just because. There were there were five of them. I, I I try to keep track of how much screen time they had. They had like an, a half an hour of screen time throughout the entire series. Two of them just didn't even have lines. Like I don't remember any of their names. I just felt like they should have kept the clandestines for season two. Like they should have like you know had background like building up to these like the clandestine and who they are. 
And they should have just focused on like the Department of Damage Control as like the because that's who really ended up being the main villain, anyways. Because the clandestine, they have such a cool concept. The execution was just so poor because they had to spend so much more time establishing these characters and like showing these relationships. If we could just if if we had like already gotten a Miss Marvel, we know who she is, we know her family. They could have spent so much more time building cool dynamics with each of these different clandestine members. I personally believe that the villain makes the show more often than not. And it was just super disappointing. But like you guys were saying, I, I like Miss Marvel a lot. Like, I like her as an actress. I like the role that she played. And I'm personally not a huge fan of Captain Marvel. But, like, seeing Captain Marvel in the end, it made me excited to watch Marvels. Like, Kamala Khan's character, I want to see where she goes from here. Like, before, I really had no interest in watching the Marvels. Now I want to watch it. Like, you know, like, they, they successfully transition to the next storyline and i think that's going to be great on on account of like the whole mutant thing and like the whole inhuman thing i feel like i'm like a much bigger fan of the mutants as like the common average person is but i really don't want them to do away with the inhumans concept like there there are cool stories to be had there i don't yes. think that and like I, I get that it's very difficult for them to enter to reintroduce the inhumans and the mutants at the same time, because like it's just mm -hmm. gonna leave like the common person more confused than exactly. anything. Like what, especially if they start to delve into like the discriminatory aspects of the mutant storylines. Like, oh, why are the mutants discriminated against and not the Inhumans? Or like, because like you know the common person isn't gonna be like, hey, yeah, Miss Marvel's okay because she's an Inhuman. That's different from a mutant, you know. Like it's, it's gonna be difficult for them to mesh all of these stories together. I, I just, I just hope they don't throw them in the trash. Like, I hope that that doesn't happen. Like, they did a bad job with them. What was it like Phase Two? Like in the, when the TV show was on. Just try again. Give give it a give it another shot. Everyone loved Black Bolt and Doctor Strange. I hope that they make her an Inhuman. He was mind blowing. <laughs> he was mind blowing. <laughs> In the Marvel show, I really hope that we get to see like the Inhumans just on the moon, minding their own business, something like that. I thought it was good. I I like the support cast a lot. I like the family, and I think that my favorite episode had to be the last one, just because I don't think that we have a lot of moments in the MCU where we see. A person transition from being like a vigilante to being like a superhero like being recognized by the community and lifted up as like an actual hero of the community and like that last scene like that was super impactful in the way that it all happened so i i like that a lot it really made me feel like i was watching a superhero show that's another highlight for me whenever the cops kind of turned around and, and took her side mm -hmm. you know i like that aspect mm -hmm. of it like you said too the supporting cast i enjoyed her father and mother and even her grandma <clears throat> i thought they did a good job I think that this all kind of goes back to what I've talked about on my TikTok before in the past is the sheer amount of content that we're getting from Disney and from Marvel is just so vast. And it's almost like they can't keep up. I know that Kevin Feige can't keep up because he's only one man. So initially, like when, when all the Marvel stuff started back in 2008, 2009, he was able to put his hands literally like in every project equally, you know, like there was only two, three movies a year at the most. Now we're getting, you know, four movies a year, five television shows on Disney plus a year. And it's just a lot to keep up with numerous other amounts of issues that we won't delve into. But, you know, I think that overall Miss Marvel, and like I said earlier, it's not because it's a crappy show. It, it's, it starts off strong and then it ends pretty decently. But for me in the middle, it just kind of got droopy and saggy and a little, mm -hmm. you know, not very interesting. I liked the, you know, just, just like a, a little bit of the introductions at the beginning that you could kind of see the direction that they were going with a lot of the stuff. Uh, it had a lot of basic teen comedy-esque type 
features to it where she's got the friend that's really in love with her but won't say he's in love with her and just all kinds of stuff like that that just coming of age stuff that i think a, a lot of people eat up no matter what the storyline it doesn't have to be a superhero story and people eat that up one of the things that just that i kind of had a problem with and this is just correct me if i'm wrong i think this is this is right but this rendition of ms marvel is relatively new in the comic books when i say relatively new i mean like pretty new compared to some of the other characters that we just still haven't been introduced to in the Marvel Universe for the MCU yet. So I, that's just kind of my main thing is why this character and why now? That's just kind of one of those. I think they kind of wanted to do some kind of a bridge with Carol Danvers and kind of build something towards the Marvels, but I just didn't think that this was necessarily the character I would have introduced right now. That's just me. I can hear where you're coming from, definitely. And I, I kind of share that just because, you know, as a, as a longtime comic fan, there are characters that I want to see introduced and interact with each other. Like, and that's why I have a couple of videos where I talk about the fact that the X-Men still have not shown up. I, a lot of response that I got to that video was that, um, like, there are people who, like, they want to promote, like, diversity and representation and all that. And these stories are for other people. And I get that. I 100% get that. We all, for years, have wanted to see the X-Men interact with the Avengers. The possibility of Captain America and Iron Man talking to Cyclops, that's gone now. And and it, it's now now that that's real, like I can't help but feel I, I don't want to say fear. I just it, it would just be un it would just be upsetting to see like, oh, we had this opportunity for like Spider-Man and the Fantastic exactly. Four to interact. But because they're waiting until phase six, Tom Holland has retired. Like time does not stop for these actors. Eventually, they're just going to want to, you know, stop acting in these roles. And we're never going to see those interactions. It's going to feel like that big, you know, Fox purchase that we were all super excited about. It was essentially just pointless because they're going to wait until these characters are all gone to introduce these other characters, you know? That's exactly the point I was trying to make is that we've got such a vast array. I mean, there's like six, 7,000 characters that you could introduce in the Marvel Universe to the MCU. And to introduce this character right now, a lot of the characters they're introducing right now, the Eternals, Moon Knight, Shang-Chi, it's not that any of them are bad characters. It's just why all these characters at once and why right now we've got the, the top shelf characters just sitting there with storylines that could blend pretty easily with what we've already got in place. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're putting these characters out there. It's not that I have anything against what they're trying to do as far as the diversity and as far as all that's concerned, I, I understand it. And they, they actually are making the storylines pretty fluid. It's just these other characters are what I really want to see. That's just all there is to it. Selfish Tim that has read comic books. He loves the X-Men. Since he was seven and loves the X-Men. That's pretty yeah. much it. So, yeah. Well, maybe I have a theory about that too. Maybe it's because they don't want to blow their proverbial load there's trying to fall back on some of these lesser known characters like your moon knights and your Shang-Chi and your Eternals because you know they know that the X-Men and the Fantastic 4 that's where all the popularity the mainstream the the money's at so they almost don't want to put everything out there all at once because if they do and I hear what you're saying Isak I to- look mm-hmm. I totally want to see that 110% but I think that that's probably why things are going the way they're going right now is because they want to back off the gas a bit. And then after phase five or six, whenever phase six starts, which is crazy, we just got those announcements. But uh, I think that that's when they're really going to hit the gas throttle again. And we're going to get some wild and crazy stuff with Fantastic Four, X-Men, and we'll get to see them interact. And I don't think that, that Captain America is going anywhere. I think that Chris Evans will come back for the right storyline and they'll find a way. 
we all know in the Marvel Universe, no one ever truly dies, even though Captain America didn't technically die. I wouldn't put it past them or anyone else to bring back Iron Man again eventually, which I would hate to see because it would almost cheapen his death and endgame, but it wouldn't shock me. You're wrong, Jonathan. Uncle Ben is always dead, okay? Always, always, always. He's the only Uncle one. Ben is always dead. I heard something, and I don't know if this, like, if this pertains to the conversation or not, but like... With the way that they're introducing characters and something like that, uh, I heard, I can't remember which TikToker said it. I, he made a point that made me think a little bit differently about some of the shows that they're putting out and things like that. He said, like, a lot of the shows, like on Disney Plus, they're like origin stories. What they're doing is that those shows are being put out like origin stories. And then what they're doing is that they're using that format, like on Disney Plus, to, like, you know, establish these characters, introduce characters, bring characters in and stuff like that. So then when the movies do hit, they're already established and we don't have to do like a bunch of like things and so that we can get some of the bigger bangs and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming in the future for sure. And I'm mm -hmm. not that I hated everything that went on right now. I didn't hate Ms. Marvel, didn't hate any of it. I'm just saying it's that, that somebody said that that formula might be what they're trying to do to a certain to a certain extent. And I can I guess I can kind of see that like it was She-Hulk. I mean, there's going to be um, introduction of a massive amount of characters not just she-hulk i mean you're gonna have bruce banner in there you're gonna see him again you're gonna see daredevil not to jump too far ahead in our conversation frogman you know you've got that i can't remember her name but it was like a magma or titania yeah titania yep. and so you've got you've got so many characters being introduced that can come in later to see like moon knight show up in an avengers movie then or something like that or to see or these characters kind of make more cameos in some of those projects. I think that that's hopefully, at least hopefully we'll get to see that. But I, I'm like with you guys, I want to see the X-Men and I, you know, I, I wish they would have, and I heard, you know, how they're saying they're calling it the mutants, which fine. I mean, hopefully that they will eventually evolve into the X-Men at some point. Yeah. But, you know, like, like, like the mutants are established and then they say, Hey, we need a name, you know? And then it's like, okay. It's like, but, how about the X-Men? Yeah. <laughs> so like okay, so like that kind of stuff, like I don't if you guys watch like solo Star Wars story. Yeah. So so you know that scene where he's like leaving and the guy's like, Oh, what's your name? And he's like, Oh, I'm Han, just Han. And so the guy's like, All right, Han solo, because you're alone. <laughs> And like that's what those kind of feel like to me. Like it's such an unnecessary, like the mutants. Like we know who they are. We know what like like what who is that for? You know, like you're not really doing that for anyone, it's not clever. Just call them the X-Men. Anything. There, there are so many X-Teams, X-Force, Extreme. And you go with the mutants, new mutants. Anything would be better than just the mutants. I, I think what will salvage it for me is if they did something like mutants and then like a subtitle. You know how they have Avengers yeah, 8. Yeah. So do mutants, Dawn of X. Yeah, mutants, that would be cool. That would be cool. House of X. I, I, that's what I would hope for, something along mm -hmm. that line. But just calling it the mutants, it's like, okay. It's like, you know, there's so many other things you could be calling it. And it's like, mm -hmm. like you said, there's so many other titles that other than X-Men, even though I think they should use X-Men, that would really salvage that whole name for me. We kind of talked about her powers already, right? Like how they changed her powers slightly. First, I yeah, just wanted ahead. to give a shout out to the costume designers. There's just something about Miss Marvel's suit. It is just oh, so nice to, in my opinion. Yeah. And like the, like great. Captain Marvel at the end, when she just shows up, She's there for like five seconds, but her suit there, I think, is my favorite Captain Marvel suit. I think that 
in the last couple iterations that we've had of the Captain Marvel suit, it's just been so busy. Like, there's way too many things going on. And that's been the case with a couple different Marvel characters, like Thor's suit and, like, uh, Love and Thunder. I wasn't a fan of it because there's just, like, so much going on. Like, I liked, like, Thor in Infinity War. It was just, it was simple. It was sleek. I think that they, it was, it was a huge upgrade that they had for Captain Marvel's suit at the end and uh, Miss Marvel as well. Just 10 out of 10 suits. And I think the reason they changed the powers is just so that there wouldn't be comparisons to Reed Richards. I think that's probably why they did that. We are eventually going to get the Fantastic Four, so mm -hmm. that's probably why they did that. I didn't have an issue with it. I did have issues with some of the special effects in the show, but I think that we talked about that earlier. You're going to have that with the sheer amount of content that you're getting, and li mm -hmm. literally the special effects designers are so stressed at Marvel right now that they're throwing computer <laughs> monitors out of windows and stuff. I think a lot of the special effects at Marvel in general are just leaving a lot to be desired right now. And yep. being Disney and being tied to all the all the special effects that they're tied to and all the revolutionary stuff that they've done, it's kind of disappointing that they're not giving their guys a schedule that yep. is realistic enough to put out a list content. Because quite I frankly, more people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, when I went into the theater and saw what was the, oh goodness, what was the Star Wars movie with all the CGI, with all the CGI people? The bridge in between- Rogue One. To A New Hope. Rogue One, yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. Peter Cushing has been dead for years, okay? Mm -hmm. He's been dead for years. It was almost flawless in that movie, just what they did with the lighting and the angles and the CGI and the stunt doubles and everything to make it look like Peter Cushing was in that movie. It was unbelievable. And then even at the very end with Princess Leia, this is Disney and animation is what they do. You know what I mean? And some of the animation and special effects have just been very, very lacking. So to see that they're capable of so much more and be able to just kind of fall flat because they're they're short on schedule is really disappointing. A lot of the Disney Plus series have been like that. Not all of them, but, mm -hmm. but a lot of them have been like that. When you look yep. at the Hulk from the first Avengers movie, that looks like a real person. Yeah. It's insane. And that was 10 years ago. You know, like, how are the special effects so much worse now? Mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's thought-provoking. Yep. Yeah, that She-Hulk trailer was painful. Can yeah. I tell you guys the thing that I didn't like the most about uh, Miss Marvel? The thing that, that annoyed me the most. Like I liked her mom and dad. Yeah. But at the end, when they're letting their when they're letting their teenage daughter go out and they're like giving her her blessing and she's getting shot at. She's getting, you know, she's getting mm -hmm. beat up and they're just watching on the sidelines. I mean, for me as a dad, I was like, I would not let my, I mean, just, you know, just being yeah. kind of silly, but I would not let my kid do that. But they're all like cheering her on and stuff like that. And it's like, your kid could get killed here if something goes wrong. I was, I thought that part was a little like, I was like, come on. It's like no yeah. parent who really loves their child. I mean, I'm not saying they didn't love her, but I just thought that that was a weird way to just be kind of like, yeah, hey, go out. We're going to make you a costume. We're going to do all this. Mm -hmm. My dad wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> yeah, especially after yeah. like establishing how protective they are in the first episode. Like, yeah, you exactly. can't even go to this like oh, Avengers yeah. con. Avengers like you can't. Con. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also I also kind of have issue with a lot of these newer storylines that they've introduced. How quickly these people are able to fight and use their powers very effectively against yeah, people who have been fighting and using powers for a lot longer. It's been kind of just a weird thing with me. Like Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop was out there like beating up droves of people and and hitting bullseyes from like 2200 yards away and it's just like 
no, she's a college kid that just fell into the wrong place at the wrong time. She kind of should be a little harder than that, you know. Not to mention that she owned the kingpin, like literally the first encounter they. I, I the know, I know. It's kingpin, just like it's just like, it, that, that's Daredevil's first encounter, like and, in the Netflix show when he got pummeled. So, and, yeah. and I'm just thinking to myself, and I'm just thinking to myself when I saw Kamala, and she was able to kind of figure out those powers really quick. You know, these aren't exactly easy powers either. This is something that's really complicated. It's like she just took her best friend on the roof and they figured it out in a couple hours. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, a little bit of that is kind of uh, happening a lot. But I understand they got to cut it for time and they got to yeah. they got to make it. They got to yeah. make it work within the confines of a show. I get that. Just not very realistic. Yeah, I think they 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 gave us that little short training montage, but it was supposed to represent you know weeks and weeks, I guess, but. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Overall, if I had to give the show a rating on a scale from 1 to 10 or 0 to 10, you know, 0 being absolutely terrible, 10 being amazing or perfect, I think that I would oh – man, it's hard for me to give this show anything higher than a 4.5. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, maybe the argument could be made for a 5, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. What do you guys think? I agree. Like 4.5 is exactly where, where I'm at too. I think that like I would because I, I can't give it like a two or a three because I would recommend people to watch it. Like it's worth watching. It's not like Thor two in my opinion or like, you know, like I don't think that it's the worst that Marvel has to offer. Um, it's worth the watch. I just wouldn't rewatch it. Like once you get it out of the way, you, you're good. <laughs> it was enjoyable enough to, that, that I didn't stop watching halfway through. So yeah, four four point five is good. I'm kind of right along those same lines. I'll just make it, I'll make it chalk it up to 4.5. That's a good one. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't anything that I was looking for. One of the things that the earlier Disney Plus series had that the later ones just have not had is that hook that just kind of gets you wanting to come back every week. And I just didn't have that with this one. With WandaVision, I was just like, what does that mean? You know, like after at the end of every episode, it would go to the credits and be like, ah, what does that mean? And I just didn't get that with this series. I haven't got that for a long time with any of the Disney Plus series. So I'm kind of looking for that to kind of rate it up higher. So yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go with that 4.5. That sounds pretty good to me. A couple interesting things that were introduced, but overall not my favorite. I'll give it a, I will give it a 5. It was, like I said, I didn't love it, I didn't hate it, but it was enjoyable. It was a fun watch. And like Isak, I probably wouldn't jump back into it, you know, anytime soon. But I definitely, you know, I, and it was one of those, like like Tim said as well, there were times on Wednesday mornings, because I get up at like three in the morning on Wednesdays to go to work, mm-hmm. you know, I would be checking to see if I had time to check out a few minutes of each episode. With Miss Marvel, I will say it was more of an afterthought, you know, like maybe like Friday, Saturday, if I had time, I'll catch up on it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't something that I was so eager to watch, like, like WandaVision, I was like, boom. And it's like, even like Moon Knight, I was like, I want to see what the new Moon Knight's doing. Or what if? I was excited for those. This one, it's like, so I... I can't say I, I absolutely loved it. I can't say I absolutely hated it. It was enjoyable. It was fun. And I that's something I look for. I look for when I watch a show is that it, it's fun. So I'll give it a five. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. By the way, I'm just going to let you guys plug your TikToks and whatever else you want to plug. We'll start Thanks. off with you, Esoc. All right. Yep. You can find me at Esoc on TikTok and YouTube. I actually just hit 100 subscribers on youtube which i i know is not a big deal but hey it's it's good it's progress no it's a big yeah. milestone it's a big deal dude. it is it, it's, yeah. it's awesome it's I awesome and it. i'm happy to yeah no literally just esoc on that's that's awful this was a bad idea but yeah esoc on everything you know tiktok youtube all of it instagram as well don't really use it that often but if you guys want to check out some more of my content more is coming 
What about you, Mr. Danny? I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do what Isak did. Um, Danny O'Manny, 1978 on tick on TikTok. Uh, you can find me on Instagram the same way by going to TikTok. But yeah, Danny O'Manny, 1978. Just a lot of not so many reviews as much as just uh, cosplay, action figure, Marvel content mainly, and just having fun. So uh, I hope you can check me out. I'm trying to get to 100K. I'm at 96.3 right now and just having a good time, really enjoying it. So His stuff is very hilarious, by the way. You can also find us. You already found us on YouTube. This is my YouTube channel. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Let your friends know. Let your mom know. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Real Comic Book Cinema. You can also find me on Facebook. Guys, thanks for joining me. And until next time, have a good one.